Basketball, uh, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate. What's up, man? So, all right, today uh, in the podcast, we'll just be talking about uh, some of the Sunday games that happened in the NBA. Uh, we'll also be looking at some of the Monday games that have finished or that are still underway, and then we'll just sort of move into uh, our fantasy pickups for fantasy basketball. Uh, we'll just uh, talk about some news around the NBA, uh, standings, outlook, that kind of thing. And then we'll just move into previewing some of the Tuesday slate for the NBA. Um, so let's just hop right into it, uh, starting with the, uh, the Sunday night games. And uh, yeah, there were some good games here. Uh, we'll start with one here. Um, the OKC Thunder beating the Memphis Grizzlies 128 to 122. Uh, this was a very surprising finish, um, in my opinion. I really assumed Memphis was coming in here looking to uh, grab a victory, and OKC really surprised them. Yeah, it was a really clutch win by OKC. It's like basically a six-point difference, so it was a pretty, pretty solid win. So good job to OKC. Yeah, just looking at some of the stats here uh, for the OKC Thunder, uh, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, uh, 30 points, four rebounds, five assists. Uh, just a stellar game for him. Um, and then uh, actually this rookie here, uh, I think you say his name, uh, Alexei uh, Pokusevsky, something something like that. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Alexei Pokusevsky, he had 23 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block. So a full stat line for him. Uh, we'll be talking about him later, definitely in fantasy pickups. And then uh, just looking at some of the other guys, uh, Ken- Kenrick Williams um, had 17 points, four rebounds, three assists, so a solid game from him. And I guess just a solid game uh, from this team overall in OKC. Um, and then just looking at uh, some of the stats from the Memphis Grizzlies, um, John Moran, 22 points, one rebound, seven assists. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, 16 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, two steals. So a solid game from him there. And then Dylan Brooks, 19 points, one rebound, three assists, one steal. Another st- solid stat line for him. Um, I don't know. What do you think uh, sort of of this loss for the Grizzlies? This this loss dropped them below uh, 500. And I mean, I guess it's going to be tough for uh, the Grizzlies to get into the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to have to at least get their um, 500 record back, which is going to be pretty tough to do in the West. And they still weren't in the playoff spot with their 500 record. So they're going to have to do even more than that now. Yeah, it's just been so tough for them. And I mean, now OKC has the same amount of wins as them. So, I mean, is OKC turning it around as a team? Or or do you think they're just sort of playing spoiler to other teams and they don't really have a shot at anything? I mean, it's pretty close. But um, I would say that OKC, they're still... I guess like about five game, five I guess like losses behind Dallas, they they would have to like win five straight in order to catch up. So, I would say that it's still kind of a tall order for them to try to make it into the playoffs. 
Yeah, I think I'd have the same opinion as you uh, in terms of the Thunder's chances of making the playoffs, but a great win from them overall. And just looking at the next game, uh, there was a big upset in in one of these Sunday games here. Uh, the Golden State Warriors beating the Utah Jazz by a score of 131 to 119. Big win for the Warriors. Um, I guess just looking at uh, some of the stats here, Steph Curry, 32 points, five rebounds, nine assists. Um, and then Andrew Wiggins, 28 points, three rebounds, two assists, three steals. Jordan Poole, 18 points, three assists. James Wiseman adding 16 points and four rebounds. I mean, this team just exploded. Um, how do you think uh, Golden State pulled this off? Um, I mean, they they were able to, I guess, shoot a lot of threes. I guess this is uh, one of their games where uh, things were just going their way it was Steph Curry's birthday so that might be a factor in it as well um but yeah like you said a lot of their key players they were performing well tonight so congratulations to Golden State yeah and then just looking at the Utah side I mean offensively they didn't play too bad uh Rudy Gobert 24 points 28 rebounds one assist two steals four blocks so a big night for him uh, Donovan Mitchell 24 points four assists for him and then Mike Conley, 23 points, two rebounds, six assists, one steal. So a solid game from him, as well as Jordan Clarkson adding 21 points and five rebounds along with his two steals. So uh, not a bad game from uh, many of the big-time players there in uh, Utah, but I guess it just wasn't enough to topple Golden State. Yeah, I guess this was just one of the, the nights where I guess um, once you have a hot hand and you're – uh, able to shoot a lot it kind of snowballs really fast so uh, I guess that's just the nature of playing a team like the Warriors who are really good at shooting yeah and the Warriors had been slipping in their last 10 so it was sort of a must-win game and I guess they got it done yeah I think they're barely behind uh, Dallas so if they keep up their win streak they might be able to catch up yeah, and speaking of teams that are right near Dallas, uh, the San Antonio Spurs just didn't get it done Sunday night. Uh, they lost to the Philadelphia 76ers, 134-99. to So big win for Philly. Um, Philly just continues to pat their lead uh, there in the East, and the Spurs are just hanging on sort of for dear life there in the West in the seventh seed. Um, just looking at some of Philadelphia's stats, um, Tobias Harris, 23 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, two steals, one block. So a big line for him. Uh, Seth Curry, 21 points, four rebounds, four assists. So a good game from him as well. Danny Green, 16 points and five rebounds to go along with his two blocks. And um, just another player that played well was Ben Simmons. Uh, he had a good line of uh, 14 points, four rebounds, nine assists, one steal. So just some solid numbers there uh, for the 76ers. And I guess with them being without Joel Embiid, they're still playing well. Yeah, I mean, they're a fairly deep team. It was just that um, they had to figure out kind of um, who the offense was going to run through. And when it runs through Embiid, they do well. But it doesn't just have to uh, run through Embiid as we've seen. Yeah, and I guess the Spurs were out uh, with, uh, like, one of their big players was out uh, in DeMar DeRozan, um, and they just really couldn't get any offense done in this game. 
Uh, just looking at some of the top point uh, getters here, we had Derek White, 17 points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals, four blocks. So a big game for Derek White in the loss. Um, DeJounte Murray, 14 points, six rebounds, two assists. Uh, Lonnie Walker, 15 points, uh, as well as um, Keldon Johnson with 10 points and one assist. Uh, so just some solid uh, stats uh, for some of these players. But other than that, they really didn't get much offense from guys like Patty Mills, Rudy Gay. Uh, Jakob Pearl didn't really contribute uh, double-digit numbers. So it was just very tough. Uh, for them to sort of pull out the victory against this talented 76ers team. Uh, I mean, the Spurs have been slipping lately. If they don't get DeMar back, I guess, do they have a chance of losing that playoff spot? That's what it's looking like. Um, I guess they really need somebody like DeMar to kind of not only score uh, points, but um, he can set up plays for uh, just for the rest of the team. So somebody's going to need to either do one or the other or possibly both, but um, it's looking for the, like for the time, time being um, they're going to be really missing tomorrow. Yeah. And I guess speaking of another team that's missing one of their top players, uh, Miami missing uh, Adebayo. He's been out for a little bit, but they, that didn't stop them. Uh, they got the job done there against Orlando magic on Sunday night, beating them one Oh two ninety seven. Uh, Jimmy Butler, big line for him, 29.7 rebounds, 9 assists, 5 steals, 1 block, so really solid. Uh, Kelly Olenek, 18.7 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, so another huge line for him. Tyler Hero, uh, uh, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, so big line for him, as well as Duncan Robinson with 14 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1 steal, so... Uh, just some big lines from some of these players uh, there in Miami. Um, I guess it's just an upward trend for these guys. They're now three games above 500, fourth in the East. Wow, that's uh, pretty impressive, especially considering where they started. They did have um, an injured team at the start of the season, so they've been having to play catch-up for uh, most of the season, but they've managed to do it. Yeah, I mean, they're 9-1 and one in their last 10. They've won four games in a row. They just continue to put teams away like it's nothing. And, I mean, this Orlando team, it, they did put up a fight. They, they did seem to have a good game here. I know Vucevic, 38 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. Like, he was just a monster out there. As well as Terrence Ross, 31 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. But then, um, I guess, outside of those two guys, you didn't get another player in double-digit points, I guess, um, Orlando really needs to look for spread out scoring among their team. Yeah, it's really looking like um, Vucevic is kind of carrying a pretty heavy load in Orlando. And as oppressive as it, as it looks, he, he's going to need some, I guess, extra players to kind of spread the load. He can't really uh, do everything by himself. I mean, let's not sleep on Terrence Ross. 31 points isn't too shabby uh, himself. But yeah, other than that, um, I know they've been missing Aaron Gordon and they just haven't looked the same without him. And yeah, it's it really just outside of those guys. They don't really have those uh, impact type players. Yeah, it's like, like you said, they don't have nobody, but at the same time, they it's not quite enough to kind of match up with a team like the Heat. Oh, yeah, for sure. Miami just put on a show in this game, and they came out with the win. Um, and, yeah, just 
uh, I guess, looking at uh, the next game that was on the Sunday slate, uh, we have the Atlanta Hawks beating the Cleveland Cavaliers 100-82. to A solid game from the Hawks. Uh, Just some of the points and statistics here. We had John Collins, 22 points, 13 rebounds, one assist. So pretty solid from him. Danilo Gallinari, 20 points, five rebounds, one steal, one block. So big game for him as well. Um, and then Trey Young, 14 points, two rebounds, six assists. So a good game from him. And Nathan Knight had 16 points, nine rebounds, two assists. So a big game from him as well. Um, this team's just one game back from 500. Uh, they move into the eighth spot in the East. What do you think about the Hawks sort of little run they've put on as of late? Um, I think it was uh, pretty impressive. Um, it was looking like they might not make it into the playoffs, but uh, there's definitely a chance for them now. Yeah, I guess since that coaching change, they've won seven out of their last 10 and they've won five in a row. So that must have really had an impact. Maybe that might be the case. Yeah, and then just looking at Cleveland, uh, we know they're going to miss the playoffs this year. The record drops to 14 and 24 after this game. Uh, just some of the point getters here. Colin Sexton, 15 points, two rebounds, one assist. Jared Allen, 9 points, 11 rebounds, 1 block. Uh, Darius Garland, 11 points, 1 rebound, 7 assists. And C.D. Osmond, 10 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. And I guess just other than that, uh, they really didn't have a dominant player in this game. I mean, Kevin Love only took the floor for 1 minute. So uh, he just he really couldn't put together much. Um, I guess outside of that first shift that he had as a starter Kevin Love didn't play the rest of the game Uh, do you think that uh, he'll be able to get something done or do you think that um, you know does he have an injury or what's the case it's really hard to say because uh, Kevin Love generally has um, injury problems Um, I know even when LeBron was there they were trying to uh, make sure that Kevin Love is as healthy as possible, but um, I guess he is getting older, so we'll have to see. There's no way, there's no um, real way to tell right now. Yeah, or maybe um, he might be part of some kind of trade package or something. Um, yeah, it's not really clear, like you said. Um, but yeah, this Cleveland team, I guess, is is just sort of looking to next year, essentially. Unfortunately, that's what it's looking like. Yeah, and speaking of another team that's sort of looking forward to next year, man, Houston, they've just been a big disappointment this year. Uh, They lost to the Boston Celtics 134-107, to and man, it just keeps getting worse and worse for the Rockets. They've lost their 16th game in a row. Uh, it's crazy <laughs> how long this losing streak has gone. If you take it in, they were 11 and 11 before this winning streak. Or sorry, before this losing streak, they were 11 and 11. So they were still in the mix. Then they lose 16 in a row and they drop to 11 and 26. This is really not good. Um, and I mean, they they really just can't play defense at this point. But offensively, they were decent. Victor Oladipo, 26 points, six rebounds, four assists. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., 21 points, four rebounds, three assists. Um, and then Mason Jones, 14 points, one rebound, three assists. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., 11 points, two rebounds, seven assists. And uh, offensively, they're not too bad. I know they were missing 
uh, guys like Eric Gordon, uh, Daniel House, Christian Wood, uh, no John Wall here. Uh, they're just missing practically their whole team. Whether they're shutting them down or not remains to be seen. But yeah, it's been rough for Houston. And I guess that really played favorably into Boston getting the win here. Yeah, it's just really depressing to, to see them have like a 15 game losing streak. I mean, hopefully they'll be able to snap their streak soon. Like at least get like a couple of wins or something. Yeah, hopefully they can do that. Um, Boston has sort of turned things around since their stumble. Uh, In this game, Jalen Brown, 24 points, two rebounds, one steal. Jason Tatum, 23.6 rebounds, six assists, and one steal for him. Uh, Kemba Walker, 16.6 rebounds, five assists, one steal. And Robert Williams, 16 points, 13 rebounds, one assist, one steal, three blocks. So a solid game for him as well. Um, And yeah, it it really looks like this Boston team is sort of finding their rhythm again. Uh, They've moved back up to, they've moved back up to fifth, fifth in the East. And uh, I mean, they've won six out of their last 10. So they, it seems like they've turned it around recently. Yeah. It looks like they're going into their, uh, playoff form they're about uh fifth in the east like you said that's about reasonable i think that's what you can expect them to be going into the playoffs yeah um they just really seem to be uh, rounding into form and uh just looking at some of the games here there was another upset uh we have the minnesota timberwolves beating the portland trailblazers uh, by a score of 114 to 112, that was a big, uh, surprising win uh, for the Timberwolves, who are sitting at the bottom of the Western Conference. Uh, yeah, Portland's sort of been slipping uh, as of late. Uh, just looking at some of the Portland scorers, uh, Damian Lillard, stellar as always, 38 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., 21 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals. Robert Covington, 19 points, seven rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block. And Carmelo Anthony, 16 points, four rebounds, five assists. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know what to say about this game other than Portland. They lost by two points. I mean, it was an impressive game by um, Anthony Edwards since he did have 34 points. I mean, first he got that crazy dunk earlier in the season against Utah Watanabe, and then now he's doing this. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of keep up this momentum. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, he had 34 points. He also added four rebounds, two assists, and a steal to that. I mean, he just had a really solid game. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, 13 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, one steal, one block. Ricky Rubio, 15 points, five rebounds, seven assists. And Jalen Howell, Jalen Nowell, sorry, uh, 14 rebounds, uh, sorry, 14 points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal for him. So, I mean, they had guys put up points around him. It was mostly Anthony Davis, but uh, he did have a supporting cast in this game. And I think he really, um, just sort of push this team ahead. And I think there are big things for Minnesota in their future. Yeah. I think this is showing that um, Carl Anthony Towns doesn't need to um, put on a crazy scoring game every night, just for uh, Minnesota to kind of stay competitive. I mean, they are still uh, near the bottom of the standings. So 
Um, they're probably not going to be looking like they're at playoff contention this season, but maybe next season or the season after we might uh, see some progress. Yeah, for sure. They definitely need to add some pieces uh, around both Anthony Towns and Edwards. Um, and I guess just speaking of teams that uh, really need to add some pieces or they were missing pieces, actually, uh, the Toronto Raptors, uh, they they've lost their fifth game in a row. It's really getting ridiculous at this point. I know they have guys out for COVID, but they were a 500 team before losing those five in a row. Now they're 17 and 22 on the year. Um, Chicago really trying to move up there in the East. They move ahead of the Raptors with this win. Um, just looking at some of the Chicago scorers, uh, Patrick Williams, 23 points, six rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block. So a big game for him. Uh, Zach Levine, 15 points, six rebounds, three assists, one block. So another big game for Zach Levine. Um, Kobe White, 13 points, four rebounds, five assists for him. And Laurie Markkinen, 13.7 rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block for him. So some big games from some of their big players. Um, and then the Raptors being without their big players. Um, I mean, I, I assume that uh, as a Raptors fan, uh, this is pretty hard to watch for you. Yeah, I'm used to the Raptors being able to kind of um, come back and get some hard-fought victories, at least, if not just outright win, even even without their starting players. I mean, one of the things that Raptors, Raptors fans are kind of proud of is that uh, the Raptors are supposed to be a team with a lot of depth, and there's a lot of players off the bench who are normally able to score and kind of keep up even with other team starters, but it looks like tonight uh, or the that night wasn't uh, the night for that. Yeah, um, just looking at some of the stats here for the Raptors, Norman Powell, big game for him, 32 points, four rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block. So he played really well in the loss. Kyle Lowry, 20 points, five rebounds, eight assists, one steal. So a big game from him. And then Chris Boucher adding 17, 17 points, uh, four rebounds, one steal, one block. So... Uh, Boucher was solid as well. And I guess just looking here at some of the minutes that some of these Raptors players played, uh, Chris Boucher didn't even reach the 30 minute mark. Uh, do you think they're still limiting his minutes? That's what it's kind of looking like to me a little bit. Um, I feel like he should be playing close to 36 minutes, at least until, um, Siakam and Van Fleet come back because he's, he's like one of their best players right now. And uh, you just need to have your best players going forward. Yeah. I mean, the guy, he did a reasonable job with the minutes he's been given. And I think that um, I guess the more that he does, the more minutes he should be given. So um, yeah, I guess um, if the, if the Raptors management or coaching staff is listening, get Boucher out there free hashtag free Boucher. <laughs> That's what it's really looking like because they had like Henry Ellenson, Ellenson there. I think he had 20 minutes and like, I'm not, I don't want to like hate on him, but like, I feel like he he's not Boucher. Gotten, like, yeah, he's not Boucher. He's he not Boucher. Got, he should have gotten like maybe 15 minutes and then Boucher ha could have had like at least like 31 or something this game. Yeah, I definitely agree. 
And uh, just looking at the last game on the Sunday slate, uh, another upset. Well, it's full of upsets on this Sunday slate. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans beating the LA Clippers, a 135 to 115. So a big win there. Um, just looking at some of the stats from some of the Pelicans, uh, Zion Williamson, 27 points, two rebounds, five assists. So big game for him. Brandon Ingram, 23 points, four rebounds, five assists. Lonzo Ball, 20 points, eight rebounds, five assists, one steal. So a big game for him as well. And then Jackson Hayes added 17 points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block for him. So um, just a solid game overall for the Pelicans. I know last uh, big-time basketball podcast, you said uh, it was uh, too little, too late uh, for this Pelicans team. Uh, I mean, at 17 and 22, they are ahead of some teams there in the West. Is, is that still the case, uh, being three spots out of the playoffs, or do you think they still have a chance? Um, it's kind of hard to say, especially with, um, Golden State and Dallas, the record is pretty much the same as OKC though. So it's kind of like similar situation. They probably have to go on a five game winning streak in the West in order to be able to catch up. Yeah. And they've just been so inconsistent as of late. The Pelicans have gone five and five in their last 10. So not the kind of numbers we want to see from a team that's trying to make the playoffs. But a team that's sort of firmly in a playoff spot in the Clippers, um, I mean, they did have a decent game. Kawhi Leonard, 23 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals for him. Um, Reggie Jackson adding 18 points, one rebound, two assists. Uh, Paul George adding 15 points, three rebounds, three assists, and one steal. And then Luke Kennard adding uh, 15 points, two rebounds, four assists, and one steal for this team. I mean, they didn't really play bad, but I, I feel like they could have been a little bit more dominant in this game against the Pelicans. Yeah. It feels like they could have uh, done a little bit more for sure. Yeah. And I mean, the Clippers are sort of uh, right there in the mix. They're in the, the West being in fourth position. They don't really have a lot to worry about, but I mean, they have been struggling. They've only won four out of their last 10. It, should they be pushing a panic button there in LA? Or, or what do you think about that? I'm not necessarily certain about a panic button, especially considering um, Serge Ibaka, I think he did get hurt during the game. Um he, there is a Clippers game going on right now, but he's out right now with like a kind of like a back injury. Yeah, it looks so like he only played eight minutes in the Sunday game. So yeah, so there may be a bit of a slip, but as long as uh, Serge Ibaka isn't uh, too banged up and he can come back, I don't think they should expect anything too serious. Yeah, and sort of speaking of the games going on right now, uh, let's head to Monday's slate. Uh, we do have some final games here. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets beating the Sacramento Kings 122-116. Uh, uh, just taking a look at some of the stats here for Charlotte. Gordon Hayward, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals. So a monster line for him. Uh, Terry Rozier, 26 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists for him. LaMelo Ball, 16 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal. So uh, another big game for LaMelo. Um, and yeah, this team is just playing really well. Uh, even Devontae Graham threw in 12 points there to go with his rebound and four assists. So um, yeah, this Hornets team keeps winning. They're sixth in the East. Uh, what do you think about that? That's really impressive. Um, it looks like uh, they're, this team is 
this is the best Tornets team in a really long time. So, yeah, they look great with those jerseys too. Um, I guess uh, MJ must be really excited about this team. Yeah, all this, all the years of him being an owner of Charlotte, Charlotte. Um, before they were when they were the Bobcats, they were one of the worst teams in the league, and they're they've slowly gotten better. Yeah, for sure, and they they beat a pretty decent uh, Sacramento team. I mean, uh, they sort of been a disappointment this year, but stat-wise, they were pretty good here. Um, De'Aaron Fox, 29 points, four rebounds, eight assists. Uh, Buddy Heal, 23 points, three rebound, six rebounds, three assists, two steals for him. And uh, Rayshon Holmes, 17 points, 15 rebounds, six assists, two steals, four blocks. So a big monster game for Holmes. He played over 40 minutes in this game. Um, I think that they really need to get some help there at, at center for Holmes if he's going to be playing practically the whole game for them. I know we talked about this with the Kings before, how they they don't know how to rest their starters. They're just overplaying them, I feel like. Yeah, you can kind of see the starting five has like insane amount of minutes. And then like maybe two people off the bench have like some decent minutes and everybody else is just sitting there all game. So that's... Uh, not good for the health of the players. Um, if you give them too many minutes, there is a possibility that they can get injured. So I think that's something to kind of think about for them. Yeah, their players just don't seem rested at all uh, during the game, which is why, you know, they they always seem to be losing late. Like they were up in this game and then they just let Charlotte score 11 more points than them in the fourth quarter. Like that's just unacceptable at this point. Yeah, it's it's like you said, like when your players aren't rested, they're going to get gassed in the fourth. Yeah, um, and I guess just sort of speaking of the fourth quarter, um, I know uh, in this game, Washington tried to make a fourth quarter comeback, but ultimately they couldn't, uh, losing uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks, 133 to 122. They did have a good fourth quarter, though, with 33 points. Uh, just sort of looking at the Wizards stat lines here, I've got Bradley Beal, who always seems to pop off in Wizards losses. Uh, 37 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Russell Westbrook, 23 points, 5 rebounds, 17 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. So a big game for him. Um, Rui Hachimura, 22 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal for him. Um, and yeah, um, other than that, there really wasn't much uh, from this team. Um I guess they're uh, being 13 in the East. Um, it's pretty much over for Washington at this point. Unfortunately, that's what it looks like. And then just looking at Milwaukee, this was pretty much uh, a game that they came in knowing they were knowing they were going to win. And then they just went in and got it done. Uh, Yanis Antetokounmpo with the triple-double, 31 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists, three steals, one block. So big game for him tonight. Um, and then uh, Chris Middleton, uh, 23 points, uh, five rebounds, three assists, one steal. Solid game for him. Brooke Lopez, 22 points, seven rebounds, two assists, one steal, four blocks. Insane game for Brooke Lopez. Uh, Drew Holiday, 15.6 rebounds, four assists, so not too shabby from him as well. And, I mean, this Brooklyn team, are people sleeping on this team? Are they better than advertised? Uh, sorry, you mean the um, the Oh, sorry, not Brooklyn. Uh, This Milwaukee team, my bad. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they're still playoff contenders in my opinion 
Um, I know uh, Brooklyn and Philadelphia, they are the two favorites, but um, Milwaukee still has a chance in my opinion. Yeah, I guess it just really depends on if their bench can sort of give them uh, what they need to sort of, uh, I guess, just get through um, the playoffs. Uh, They're really relying on guys like, you know, uh, DJ Augustin, Bobby Portis, uh, Baron Forbes, and some of these guys to really, I guess, just give them the boost there off the bench. Yeah, I think that's like the thing that's kind of separating them from Brooklyn and Philadelphia is just... um, how deep their bench can go. I'd say like after uh, Brian, Brian Forbes, it's going to be kind of um, tough if it goes past that for them to kind of keep up. Yeah, for sure. And um, just looking at some of the games that are still underway on this Monday slate, uh, the San Antonio Spurs are up on the Detroit Pistons in the fourth quarter. So I guess we'll just keep an eye on that. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are up on the uh, New York Knicks uh, here in the fourth quarter as well. I'm at halftime. The LA Clippers are up on the Dallas Mavericks and then games just getting underway. Um, the Indiana Pacers at the Denver Nuggets, the Memphis Grizzlies at the Phoenix Suns and the LA Lakers at the Golden State Warriors. So uh, some big games there. Uh, I guess we'll just see uh, how those games shape out. Yeah, hopefully there'll be some good games. All right, let's just uh, move into some fantasy basketball pickups at this point. Um, so I'll start with you. Just give me uh, a couple of your pickups, and I'll give you a couple of mine, and then you can finish yours off, and then I'll finish mine off. How does that sound? Sounds good. Um, I guess I'll start my uh, first pick um, with Avika Zubak. Um, he's ranked 91 right now. Um, he's averaging 8.1 points, 6.9 rebounds, and 1.1 assists. Um, he had he didn't have uh too good of a game against the Pelicans, but I believe that um this schedule is going to be pretty favorable for Abika Zubak, especially depending on um how many minutes that Abaka is going to get and how his um injury situation is going to work out. So I think you uh should be able to take a look at him and he should be able to have some decent production for you this week. And I guess my second pick would be Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, so far, he's getting 8.2 points, 5.4 rebounds, and 1.4 assists. Um, He's had a a lot of games where he's had a decent amount of rebounds. Um, There was a game in Denver where he had eight. There was a game in OKC where he had eight and he had seven against San Antonio as well. So that's uh, looking like where that's a lot of his value is coming from, but he can occasionally get uh, some assists, some points for you as well. So I recommend you taking a look at him in deep leagues. And uh, my third pick is Jalen Brunson. Um, He's averaging 12.9 points, 3.5 rebounds, and 3.4 assists. He's 30% rostered right now, so I think he's a good shallow league pick. He gets uh, a good amount of points. He gets double-digit points almost every game. Gets a decent amount of rebounds for like a point guard, shooting guard. He gets a decent amount of assists. He gets some steals. 
his field goal percentage is uh, good, his free throw percentage is good, and he gets a decent amount of minutes. So I don't see a reason to really take a pass on him. So those are three of my picks. Yeah, for sure. Um, sound like some good picks. Um, just looking at a couple of mine, um, I, I do have Dwight Howard here. I know you talked about him a bit last week, but with Joel Embiid out for um, who knows how long, um, Dwight Howard's a must-add. Um, he's most likely going to be a starter in this uh, Philadelphia offense. And, I mean, he has been producing. I mean, he's put up uh, some good totals, uh, I'd say, in his last five games, um, especially, you know, just being very efficient uh, in a place where he isn't normally uh, at the free throw line. He has been pretty decent recently. He's low on turnovers, um, and he's almost at double-digit rebounds uh, every game, so just a solid player overall. Um, he's been added over 5% in the last week. Uh, he's around 30% rostered in Yahoo League, so definitely someone that should be added uh, while Embiid is out. Um, and then I guess another player who's sort of covering for injuries and I, I guess just players sitting out would be K.J. Martin Jr. from the Houston Rockets. Uh, he plays a uh, small forward. Um, right after the All-Star break, um, I mean, he's been getting, like, what, an average of 30 minutes every game. He's put up at least 13 points per game. He's averaged close to 20. Um, he's put up close to 10 rebounds every game, so really solid. He's added about a couple assists per game. He has about a couple steals per game as well, and he's had an average of around 1.5 blocks per game. So, I mean, he's just been really solid in almost every category. Uh, I know his free throw has been very inconsistent, but other than that, uh, he should be really solid. And, I mean, he's been added over 15% in the last week, around 35 35% owned in Yahoo leagues. So he's definitely someone that you should be taking a look at whether in shallow or deep leagues. And I'll, I'll give it back to you for the rest of your picks. Sure. So I guess I've got a few picks that I would uh, definitely recommend. And then I've got a couple of reach picks that maybe you might want to take a chance on, but there's no guarantee that they'll do good. Um, I'll talk about Patrick Williams first. Um, he's a, a deep league pick, but he is trending a little bit. Uh, 17% rostered, plus one uh, last day. Uh, he's averaging 10.2 points, 4.7 rebounds, and 1.3 assists. His last game against Toronto, he went off, and he got 23.6 rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block. So really good stat line. Um, he gets a decent amount of uh, minutes every game. Uh, he gets at least one three almost every game. Um, his points have been in the double digits most games. He gets a decent amount of rebounds, decent amount of assists. He can basically uh, fill uh, multiple categories for you, and he's eligible at small forward and power forward. So again, if you're in a deep league, you should definitely take a look at him. If you're in a shallow league, uh, maybe you can put him on a watch list and if you have like a small forward or a power forward who's injured, maybe you can kind of pick him up until your main guy comes back. And I guess next I'll talk about um, Isaiah Roby. Um, he's about 8% rostered right now. Um, he's averaging 8.7 points, 5.4 rebounds, and uh, 1.8 assists. Um, his... Situation is similar to Zubox. Um, this uh, schedule that they have this week for OKC looks like it's going to be favorable for their center position. 
and for their, I guess, power forward position as well. Um, so you should see kind of uh, an increase in production this week from Isaiah Roby. Um, I think in his game against Memphis, he got 10 points, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks. So uh, pretty impressive. So you might see something um, similar, maybe not exactly the same, but uh, again, something uh, similar. So I think if you're in a deep league, you should definitely take a look at him. And I guess I'll talk about two um, reach picks that like maybe you might want to take a look at them, maybe not. It's kind of kind of like a risk. So I'll talk about Ty Jerome first for OKC. Um, so far, he's gotten uh, nine point nine points. Uh, four rebounds, 3.4 assists. Um, he's been uh, playing a lot of minutes lately, and um, he occasionally gets games uh, where he gets double digits and points, and he gets a decent amount of rebounds, decent amount of assists. Sometimes he can get some steals for you too. Um, some, almost, I guess most of his value comes in being able to shoot the three. Um, he's had a lot of games where he shoots uh, two or more. I guess like two to three threes. So if you're in a deep league, um, he's a player that you might be able to kind of take a chance on this week. And I guess my uh, last pick, which is also a reach pick, is Mike Muscala. For the most part, he doesn't really have a lot of value in fantasy, but if for some reason um, you're kind of desperate and you need somebody and you seem to to like him. This is pretty much this week's pretty much one of the only weeks where he would have a chance at having any value. So I guess just put him on a watch list for now and see see how he does. And then maybe later in the week, if he's doing well and you have somebody who's injured in a deep league, you might be able to pick him up for a bit until your uh, main guy comes back. So I guess those are all the guys that I have. All right, sounds good. Um, I'll just get to the rest of my picks. Um, I have Kelly Olenek here uh, from the Miami Heat. Uh, he plays power forward slash center. Um, he's around 45% roster in Yahoo leagues. He's been added around 5% in the last week, so he has been trending upwards. Uh, he has a rank of 68, so pretty solid over the year. Um, his free throw has just been solid. Um, I know his field goal has sort of been wavering, but it has been getting better. It's been around uh, 0.600 uh, recently, so that's good for a big. Um, he's been averaging um, around 18 points per game. Uh, I'd say in his last four games, he's been averaging close to 10 rebounds. He's been averaging around four assists, so also pretty solid. Um, he's also added a, a one or two steals per game as well, and he, he's pretty much been uh, pretty low on turnovers. Um, he'll also have a block here and there. So seems to be chipping in in every category. So if you're looking sort of for a guy, maybe a big that will cover a lot of categories, he'd probably be someone you could look at. Um, and then also just looking at um, this player from uh, the OKC Thunder we talked about earlier, uh, Alexei uh, Pokusevsky. Um, I think it's how you pronounce his name. Um, he's around uh, 20% rostered in Yahoo leagues, and that was all over the last day. Uh, he was added that 20%, so he's really trending upwards. Um, I'd say in the, the three games uh, since the All-Star break, uh, he's had over 30 minutes in every single game. Uh, in his last game, he had five threes, um, perfect uh, free throw, um, a 53% field goal. He had 23 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, one steal, and one block. So 
just crazy numbers. And if he's getting over 30 minutes a night, he'll be getting uh, numbers close to that. So he's definitely someone that you need to hop on in fantasy. Um, and then just sort of one more pickup I have uh, is Jordan Poole uh, guard for the Golden State Warriors. Um, he's uh, He might be more of a deep league pickup. He's only around 11% rostered. He was added close to that in the last 24 hours. So definitely someone to monitor. Um, I guess sort of since uh, the All-Star break, um, he's averaged around 20 points. He's averaged around three rebounds, averaged around three assists per game. I mean, he'll throw steals and blocks here and there. He's had a great free throw and a decent field goal as well, close to 60%. So um, it definitely seems like he's trending in the right direction. Um, I, I believe that Coach Kerr wants him to start closing games, so that would open up an opportunity for him to get more minutes. So more minutes is always good when it comes to picking up players on the waiver wire. Sounds good. All right, let's just move into sort of our, our general NBA talk in terms of news. Um, I guess just sort of taking a look at the Eastern Conference standings as we speak um, here in the NBA, um, Philadelphia 76ers, they've won five games in a row, eight out of their last 10. They're in first place still. The Brooklyn Nets, they've won nine out of their last 10. They're followed by the Milwaukee Bucks, who've also won nine out of their last 10, and the Miami Heat, who have also won nine out of their last 10. So five, four really hot teams Five and six, pretty hot teams. Seven, which is the Knicks, also a pretty hot team. All of these teams in the top seven. Actually, you could even go to number eight when the Atlanta Hawks, the top eight in the Eastern Conference, have all won six or more in their last 10. So is the East really trending up? Are, are all the playoff teams going to have solid records this year? I mean, it's possible. This might be a situation in which uh, I guess you can say that the East is... Uh, stronger than I wouldn't say like previous years but stronger than expected I guess would be the word I would say and then just sort of looking at the bottom sort of section of the east um, all of these teams have lost three or more games Raptors losing five in a row uh, Cavaliers losing three in a row Wizards losing four in a row Magic losing eight in a row and the Pistons losing three in a row and then um, one of their only wins was over the Raptors. So, I mean, it's not like they really did themselves any good there. Um, yeah. What do you think about that bottom section of the East that includes your Raptors? Well, I'm kind of depressed that the words Raptors and bottom section are together in a sentence. So there's that. Yeah, it, it must be really tough. Um I mean, I think they will try and make a run uh, when uh, Van Vliet, Siakam, and company come back. Um, but, I mean, is there a chance it might be too little too late? Um, it's going to be tough, that's for sure. They're already two games behind. And if their losing streak continues, it might actually end up uh, being too late, especially when you see that the Hawks have uh, 20 losses and they're eighth right now. So this every game from now on is pretty much must win. Yeah, for sure. You can definitely say that. Um, and then just moving into the Western Conference, uh, even though Utah has had a rough last 10, they've only won five out of their last 10, including losing to the Golden State Warriors on Sunday night. Uh, they still are solidly in first in the West, followed by the Phoenix Suns, who have won eight out of their last 10. Very solid. 
uh, the LA Lakers and the LA Clippers uh, who have dropped six out of their last 10. So they are trending in the right direction. Then you got the Nuggets who sort of been on fire. They've won seven out of their last 10. They're in fifth. Then you got Portland who sort of been struggling a little bit there in sixth, as well as the Spurs in seventh. Then you got a hot Dallas Mavericks team in eighth. And you got a Golden State team that sort of tra- is trying to turn it around there. Uh, they're in ninth. And then a Memphis team that isn't really that far out. They're about three games out from Dallas. They're at 10th with a 17 and 18 record. So I guess just sort of looking at that top end of the Western Conference, uh, is it a three-team battle? Is it a four-team battle? Is it a two-team battle? Um right there on the bubble section uh, which teams would you say are right on that bubble of getting into the playoffs and missing right on the bubble i would say it's kind of maybe a three three team battle between dallas golden state and uh memphis uh new orleans and okc they're gonna they have a long road ahead of them if they're gonna try to make a playoff push so i'm not really counting on them to make the playoffs this season but I think uh, Memphis does still have a chance when you take into account that they only have uh, 18 losses so far. So if they're able to kind of um, stop the bleed, they might be able to make it uh, back in. And the Warriors are over 500, so that's always a good sign as well. Yeah, and then I guess just for the Spurs, um, they really need DeRozan back if they want to keep that playoff spot. I think that's why I mentioned a four-team race because if DeRozan isn't with the team for an extended period of time, that could really hurt the Spurs' chances of keeping their playoff spot. Yeah, that's uh, another factor to take into account as well. They do have, I think, 16 losses, but that's going to go really fast if you uh, keep burning all your losses, especially if you go on like a big losing streak. Yeah, um, I mean, they have been pretty mediocre winning five out of their last 10. They really need to turn that around if they want to keep their playoff spot because teams trying to get in are going to get hot. We know that we see it every year. We saw it with teams like Phoenix and Portland last year in the West. So, I mean, if a team like Golden State or Memphis gets hot, the Spurs could be on the outside looking in before they know it. Yeah, this is like... It's like as much as it is a must win for the teams just outside, it's a must win for them as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's definitely uh, just going to be a tough road uh, heading into the playoffs for all those teams in that bubble area. So I guess we'll just have to see how it plays out. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then let's just move into sort of the preview uh, for the Tuesday game slate. Um, There's a decent amount of games here on the slate. Um, Just starting with the first one here, we have the Utah Jazz at the Boston Celtics. Obviously, we talked about Utah losing to Golden State, and then we talked about Boston winning their game. Um, The spread right now, Utah is favored at around five points. Uh, Do you think that um, Utah is going to bounce back here, or do you think Boston has a chance to win this game? Um. I think there's a chance for both teams, but I think that um, the Jazz are a little bit stronger on the five spot in Rudy Gobert. So there is a chance that um, he he might uh, have an increase in production to kind of take them over the Celtics. Yeah, I think this is sort of a big bounce back spot for the Jazz. I think they can 
um, win by five or more points over the Boston Celtics. So I think definitely that's an opportunity uh, to hammer that. Um, and then just looking at the second game here, um, the Atlanta Hawks at the Houston Rockets. Uh, we don't have the spread yet for this game, but I assume it's going to be at least a 10-point spread between the two teams. Um, if it is around 10 points, I assume the Hawks should be able to cover, or do you think Houston will make it close? Um, I would still say that uh, the Hawks should be able to cover. I'm not really expecting um, the Rockets to keep it close i mean they'll try for sure but i don't know yeah i think this hawks team's really in rhythm they definitely should get it done uh, speaking of another team in rhythm uh, we got the miami heat facing the cleveland cavaliers um i know miami should win this one we don't have a spread as of yet um i think if the the spread is maybe around eight eight and a half points um even above that uh, do you think miami can sort of cover that or do you think this game might be close um, I think in their last meeting, um, it was pretty close, but uh, Miami was injured earlier in the season, so we might end up seeing kind of a larger uh, gap in the points uh, this game. Yeah, I think that definitely uh, Miami's just been playing some of the best basketball of this season, so I think they can definitely do some damage there. Um, and speaking of another uh big matchup here. We got the Philadelphia 76ers facing the New York Knicks. Um, I guess just uh, sort of taking a look at uh, some of the scores from Monday night. I know we said that the game wasn't done. Um, the Knicks have, uh, as we speak, are, are trying to make a comeback uh, in the fourth quarter. They are still down. They are keeping it close with Brooklyn, which is sort of what I expected heading into this game. Um, so I guess a uh, I'll assume that the Knicks could keep it close with the 76ers as well. Yeah, especially with uh, Joel Embiid um, still injured and we don't really completely know his situation so far. Um, this is pretty much the chance to take it to the 76ers. Do you think the Knicks can pull off a win here? Um, I don't know if they can pull off a win, but I think they can keep it close. Okay, so uh, we don't have a spread. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll just say the Knicks will be able to keep it close. But um, I guess, yeah, we're not sure if the Knicks will necessarily come out on top. Um, and then just moving on to the next game, we have the OKC Thunder at the Chicago Bulls. Um, just looking sort of at the spread for this game, it is a five-point spread favoring the Chicago Bulls. Uh, do you see the Bulls winning this game? And if you do, um, by at least five points, do you see them winning? Um, uh, maybe. I guess you could say that uh, they'd be able to win by five points. Yeah, Chicago has been playing pretty well as of late. They're definitely trying to get into that uh, last playoff spot in the East. Um, OKC, I guess, is just playing for their pride at this point. Uh, Chicago does look like a good pick, definitely. Um. I guess we'll just keep an eye if that spread sort of moves around a little bit. But as of right now, yeah, I think I'm also liking Chicago at minus five. Um, and then another game where we don't have a spread yet is the New Orleans Pelicans at the Portland Trailblazers. I know the Pelicans, so we talked about them trying to make the playoffs, sort of trying to get on a run. And then Portland, they've sort of been a mediocre as of late. 
Um, who do you see taking this game? Um, I think I think it's gonna be another close game. Um, they do have uh, Zion, who's uh, really good at the uh, power forwards uh, spot. So they're gonna need to find a way to kind of slow him down if they uh, want any chance of winning the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, um, I think uh, the Pelicans have been playing well. That it that would be a pretty smart pick. Um, I like the Pelicans in this game. I guess just sort of looking at, um, you know, just uh, some of the, the the games in the past. I know we definitely talked about uh, how the Pelicans uh, played really well in their last game and uh, how Portland, uh, they, they lost a nail biter there. So I definitely expect it to be close. Um, who takes the game? I like the Pelicans here, but I guess we'll just see how this game plays out. Yeah, it's definitely doable for the Pelicans. Um, I think their their last game they did win by about one point. I think, or did they? No, it was uh, no Portland lost by two, and then the Pelicans they won. I believe Sunday they played and they won. We we oh, right, co- yeah. we covered it in the Sunday slate. So yeah, um, definitely um, it's it's doable for the Pelicans. And uh, the last game on the slate, uh, we had the Minnesota Timberwolves at the LA Lakers. The Lakers are favored by nine points. Um, I think the Lakers can cover this. What do you think? Do you think the Timberwolves will make it close? Um, I think the Lakers should be able to cover this. Uh, the Timberwolves are pretty hot right now, so they're definitely going to um, try to do something. Well, but... oh, it's going to be tough, though, because uh, they don't have anyone really to defend Carl Anthony Towns there in the paint. Yeah, Anthony Davis is out, so there is a chance. It that might be close. be close. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And also, the Lakers are playing Monday night, so they might be tired. I yeah. think that there's definitely an opportunity to find value here with the Timberwolves at plus nine points. Um, yeah, I actually didn't think about that. Yeah, the Lakers are playing as we speak, so... Yeah, um, this line might move around a little bit after this game. So um, I guess just keep an eye on that. But yeah, at the current slate, I guess just the way it's looking, I'm definitely liking uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves at plus nine uh, against the Lakers. Um, But I guess we'll just have to see um, how the Lakers play on Monday's game and then just sort of look for how they're going to play on Tuesday night. Yeah, for sure. All right, um, that's the end of Big Time Basketball um, from the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. Nate, thanks for your time, as always. And uh, we have a Fanatics football episode uh, coming midweek and an Everything NHL episode at the end of the week. And um, we'll talk to you guys next time uh, on the next episode uh, for Big Time Basketball.